We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey folks, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 13th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake Latarski is with me today, like every Tuesday, and it's time to check your waiver wire slash free agent pool. But first, let's go Giants. How about that? Yeah, it was quite the night for San Francisco. I mean, Eli was serviceable. Odell Beckham showed he can still carry people on a fantasy team. A little off night for Saquon Barkley fantasy-wise, but, I mean, overall, Giants surprised a lot of people. Let's get real. They're probably not going to the playoffs. Don't, I, I'll say they're definitely not going to the playoffs, but it was, it was it was nice to uh, to see those guys. I mean, you really think they're going to win out all the no, way? No, I don't. I'm kidding. That's pretty much what's got to happen here. <laughs> yeah. So, Saquon, it's funny how we're saying I agree with you about Saquon. Mm-hmm. Because he only got 100 yards from scrimmage and no touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, so just 10 <laughs> points. Barely got double right. digits this week. 14 yeah. PPR points, and you're going, oh, really? That's it? Come on, man. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's fair. Right Odell now. was the star of the offense this week, though, so he was. that'll and happen from time you to know, time. You know, I, I, there's someone I liked last week, and they didn't start throwing to him much too late in the game, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, maybe he's starting to a, come back around. Yeah, I think we're going to get a decent second half from Evan Ingram. They threw to him on, a couple times on the last drive. Five targets, four for 46 overall. Um, George Kittle just got peppered with targets last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to continue to happen. I mean, this tight end situation is so bleak for the most part this year with Gronk being hurt and Kelsey and Ertz being really your only reliable guys and and, and making making it real tough to find tight ends. But those of you who did pick up George Kittle off the waiver wire earlier on, that's potentially a league-winning move if you didn't address the position on draft day. Right. I mean, he, he is, I think, pretty clearly – after Kelsey and or Ertz and Kelsey, Ertz one, Kelsey two, Kittle's next, right? 
Yeah, for me, Ertz Kelsey, it depends a little bit on PPR. I mean, I know that's tough to say after Ertz's monster week in both weeks last time, but yeah, I can see where you're going with that. I'm I'm gonna see where where we have them ranked on the website. I think it's gonna be pretty similar to how we uh, shook it out here. Uh, you know, geez, we even have Ertz number one in standards. We go we go Ertz, Kelsey, Little, Gronk, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Trey Burton. Jack Doyle, O.J. Howard is, is where we have it right now as of, for the rest of the season. So I think we're pretty spot on with that. All right. And on the other side of the ball in this game, um, so Mostert got hurt the previous week, and then we wondered if Alfred Morris would be a factor. He kind of wasn't at nine carries. Matt Burita was strong. He is a strong – he's a nice player. I really like him. Yeah. I mean, nine carries is kind of a factor by most standards, but when you only average 2.1 a carry, that's a problem. We're pretty much back to Brita being the only the only back that uh, is is worth owning in the San Francisco backfield. I mean, I guess there's a spot for Morris in a super deep league, but but Brita was really the fantasy star of the night as far as you know if you if you played those single game contests at all or if you if you started him. I mean, touchdown rushing, touchdown receiving, 132 yards from scrimmage, three receptions. I mean, guy did it all. So I have a an MFL that I play with my friends. Mm-hmm. I've been struggling this year. Listen to this backfield that I couldn't use this week. All of, anyway. Mm-hmm. David, I can only use three. David Johnson, Aaron Jones, Matt Breida, Carrion Johnson, James Conner. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one where you, is that, uh, where you can't make trades in no, that particular it, it, format? It, you can't make trades in things. It, it's a best ball. Oh, it's one of the best balls. Okay. So basically... Carry on Johnson with 26.9 and Connor, who was just okay, wind up not counting for the week, which is incredible because they yeah. were just that my running backs just all went bananas at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we finally freed Aaron Jones, and that was a cool thing. We have him ranked number 10 rest of season on the website, and I, I fully agree with that. He's going to be pretty much a fixture in your starting lineup unless you've got a backfield like the one John just described. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on, everybody, to our waiver. Twitter, first of all, uh, he's at jakeski52. I'm at jhelpin37. The main account is at rotowire. You can also get player updates at rotowire NFL. Uh, all the recommendations we make, they're based on 12 team standards, but we're kind of, we'll talk about variations. Uh, budgets, if we talk about a fab bid, it's based on 100. Uh, so, and the percentage, the ownership percentage, we talk about Yahoo, we talk about ESPN, and our threshold is usually 40% owner less. Um, we talk about people not far above that just for some context because everybody's league is different. First, the buys, Bills, Browns, Dolphins, Pats, Jets, Niners, a bunch of bad quarterbacks, including Tom yeah, Brady. Basically, I mean, Tom Brady's the only one that, including Tom Brady, I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, I can hardly chuckle through that. Uh, yeah, Tom Brady's really the only regular starter in here. So chances are you're starting quarterbacks not on a buy this week. So I didn't go really heavy on the uh, streamers this week, but maybe there's a couple we can discuss. Folks, I don't think Tom Brady is a bad quarterback, so don't <laughs> yell at me. Yeah, no, okay? no hate on Twitter for it. We just he, like to throw shade at him. He, he is just struggling. His fantasy struggles have been real. I've got. I'm looking at it on a per game basis. I've got him at QB 17. What does this teach us, John? You never use an early pick no, on a quarterback. Never. Who are the top two? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterbacks, no doubt about that. Uh, right. They're going to have some awesome, awesome games the rest of this year. When you had to use a second, third round pick on those guys as opposed to waiting around and, and striking gold with the Mahomes, picking up Mitch Trubitsky later on. I mean, it's it, there's so many good quarterbacks to be had later on that are marginally less good than some of these elite guys who don't even always perform to their heights. So just taking a second to discuss that draft strategy. Top five per game fantasy quarterbacks, Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ben Roethlisberger, Mitchell Trubisky. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got Mitchell Trubisky for nothing in a 14-team stake league auction. I got Roethlisberger for $1. And that Bingo. seems to be working out. That's part of the reason that, uh, yeah, Roethlisberger is $1 in a 12 team, and I'm definitely starting him. So, and yeah, Mahomes was like a sixth, seventh round. Nah, probably even later than that. Oh, yeah. So he was late. He was 13th, 14th quarterback off the board. Ooh, so, see? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lesson to be learned here, guys. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks this week. Um, last week, we talked about Nick Mullins. He was, he, he didn't help you fantasy wise. If, if you did a plug and play, I didn't kill you, but he didn't help much. 250 with a touchdown and two picks. You know, I mean, if you were asking for more than that, you're being greedy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets you double digits, barely, depending on your league's interception rules. If you take one, two. I saw a league that I, that I did for a friend auction that takes four away for interceptions. So in that case, not so, not so hot. But wow. it's only a 10-team league, and they want to kind of reward that. I, I get what they're trying to do. I still think it's stupid. But anyway, uh, yeah, very very average for Nick Mullins, and this is going to be plugs, plug and plays at best moving forward. And he's on a bye next week, so obviously cut him if you were rostering him. Okay, so the big name this week that everybody is talking about is Lamar Jackson. Uh, the news out of Baltimore, they think, they hope, I'm going to use the exact quote here, John Harbaugh is, quote, hopeful that Joe Flacco is able to play this week. He's got a hip injury. There have been reports that he might get surgery. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Harbaugh also did not commit as to who would play if Flacco can't go. The candidates would be Lamar Jackson or Robert Griffin III. I would think that Wednesday is going to bring a lot of clarity to this situation. Unfortunately, you probably have to make your free agent waiver wire decision on Tuesday night. What's your play, Jake? Well, I'll say that Lamar Jackson is probably the play here and you can't count on it for more than a spec ad and if the thing is if you're in a two quarterback league there's a decent chance he's already owned because we already we always put you know jeff does his weekly rankings and lamar jackson is always the top non-starter in the quarterback rankings every week kind of like that Taysom hill type so i know a lot of two quarterback leagues where he sometimes gets started when you have six teams on by for example but nonetheless if you're in a standard format and you're really just itching for that quarterback you know maybe you lost jimmy g and you haven't quite caught on with anybody yet and events streaming um it, it plays as a spec ad and i'd could see bidding anywhere from five to fifteen dollars like if this is your missing piece maybe more than that now he's going to have his bumps in the road there's no doubt about that now this is all assuming that he starts for flacco flacco's injured and rg3 is apparently a candidate to start but i don't really take that seriously i mean come on let's kind of get real here maybe i mean maybe they use rg3 as the starter and keep lamar jackson in the gadget play role but i don't know you got to turn him loose sooner or later here and i think lamar jackson would be the play of course it's the running ability, and the that raises your fantasy ceiling tremendously. I mean, Mitch Trubisky had a 35-point fantasy day last week because he was able to tack on a rushing touchdown, and Lamar Jackson's plenty capable of that. Uh, not going to be uh, looking forward to like a ton of passing yards being being racked up, but it's definitely an area he can improve in. Uh, and he, I don't know, he's got some weapons. I just... Uh, and then I start to think about the ancillary options, too, with Lamar Jackson, maybe a downgrade, probably a downgrade for receivers like John Brown. I think an upgrade for someone like Alex Collins just because of the, the zone read plays and the open running lanes that could happen when you have a quarterback that, that that is that much of a threat. So I would say Jackson would be the ad this week, but I still clarify it as a spec ad because we don't know what's going to happen until tomorrow. Okay. I play in a league 
I had 430, it's a thousand dollar budget at 433 remaining. I spent 250 on Lamar Jackson. And here's yeah. why this was last week when I heard the news, this was on, you know, it's a bid every day thing. And the reason is I was looking at it and I'm going, there's, you know, we're at week 10 or 11. What am I holding for? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I, yeah, you, I get wanting to conserve, and I get Lamar Jackson is a spec yet. Like if we knew he was starting, it could be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you'd probably be putting all of that 430 on him if you knew he was starting, and that right. was your missing piece. But what am I waiting? I mean, obviously, there could be some things I'm waiting for, but at this point, is a running back going to emerge? Like, you know, could, could I want to spend it on, uh, what is it, Chase Edmonds if mm. Johnson gets hurt, you know? I mean, there's there's possibilities, but you're hoping for injury there. And Lamar Jackson could be, I mean, the opponents coming down the stretch are soft for them. I mean, he, I, he doesn't seem to throw well right now. Yep. Next five games, Bengals, Raiders, at Falcons, at Chiefs, home for Tampa Bay. That is a, that is a cupcake stretch right there. Yeah. Side note, I'm really stoked about my Alex Collins share. That's going to be nice. It should be. That's right. They're going to let him loose. If, you're, if your trade deadline hasn't passed yet, that's an exceptional buy low candidate. Wow. I hadn't even, the schedule hadn't been brought into my attention even until recently. And, mm-hmm. and this is pretty amazing. So, I mean, I guess I, I get that you could hold for a potential injury. But other than that, you're not holding for much of anything. Like, I, I think Lamar Jackson, the, the upside, the running upside is so enormous with him. Mm-hmm. You cannot take it with you. So I, I definitely right. see where you're coming from here. And that's a, that's a very real thing. Um, uh, by the way, he's 8% owned on Yahoo right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go get yourself some. Yeah. Let me see what he is on ESPN. Actually on ESPN too. His ownership 6.7 on ESPN. So mm-hmm. folks. And I bet you that's because of two quarterback leagues primarily. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's time. I really do. I mean, just go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he probably, he probably got drafted and got dropped in a lot of leagues. Along the oh, way. yeah. People yeah, no doubt I can't about wait that. anymore. People do it all the time. Like, oh, I'm going to stash this guy. And then you get six weeks in, you go, oh, I'm not waiting for this guy anymore. Yep, now I got buys, and uh, what am I going to do now, you know? Right. So, and, and he is a guy that got a lot of hype from not just like some of our guys on the site, but I mean, just industry wide. People were buying what he was able to do. Yeah. And if you had any belief in that back then, uh, now is the time to act on that. Yep. All right. Um, next up, uh, let's see, stream wise. Like you, you mentioned earlier, Brady's the only good quarterback on a bye, unless you consider Baker a good one. Uh, I've got a few for you. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota's starting to play. The, the three guys, I, actually, the first two guys I have here, Mariota's 31% owned, Bortles is 22%. So Mariota's playing at Indy, kind of a high over-under. Their projected point total is something around 23, which is not high. It's just okay. Um, I've got 48 as the total on that game. And- right. And Mariota is someone whose momentum has definitely been taking him forward lately as he continues to get healthy. Yeah, and he runs another one. He mm-hmm. runs for 20, 25, 30 yards a game. Um, same yeah, with Bortles. The, yes. I, I, I'm okay. I mean, Bortles, you know, it's, it's funny to say it's the usual thing. Real-life Bortles is different than fantasy Bortles. And, yes, I know fantasy Bortles has terrible days. But for the season, like another one, I've got him at QB18, which is not awful. He's, the sa- he's right with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And the total in that game this week is 47 and a half. So you're looking, of course, Jacksonville's underdogs to Pittsburgh. So they're, they're five and a half point home underdogs to Pittsburgh. That's very interesting to me. Yep. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, both those guys, I guess, are in play. I, I would agree with the, I guess, the order you listed them in as, uh, as uh, Mariota being 
probably the top guy just because you ride that momentum early. Because I would guess by this time next week, uh, I'll, I'll make this call now that his his percent ownership is going to be above our, our threshold and we won't be able to talk about him anymore. Okay. The other one, Eli Manning against the Bucks. Any interest? The Bucks are bad. That's the only reason. Yeah. I mean, that might be for me like a, maybe a GPP option in daily, Look, looking at him, at him that way. Um I guess in a tough spot, you'd start him in season long. That he would crack it. I'd, I'd actually probably, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd probably put him out of board ahead of Bortles just because I'm, I'll take him at home. Okay, so my question is for you now: if if Lamar Jackson is first, if Lamar Jackson starts, he's first for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. If RG three starts, where does he fit? I would put him behind Mariota. I'd put him behind. I don't like the unknown factor, so I'd probably put him behind both Bortles and Eli. Okay, so 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 the strategy for Tuesday night is, I mean, I, I think you're going to get, you're trying to get Lamar Jackson if you have a space to put him. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not throwing anyone overboard who could start this Sunday to get him because you don't know yeah. yet. But mm-hmm. do, do, you, do you have any interest in, I mean, it's tricky. It's tricky with Lamar. I think I probably... I bid for him first among these guys, even if, mm-hmm. even with me not knowing if he's going to start. Yeah, so this, so this is what you'll do. You'll line it up, and you'll, you'll do your quarterback order, cutting the same player every time. You put Lamar Jackson $15 first. Then after that, you stick Mariota, three, four bucks, you know, Eli a buck, Bortles a buck, and RG3 a buck at the very bottom of that list, all dropping the same player. So it'll kind of run through your pecking order. And if you need a quarterback for this week, if you are a Tom Brady owner, let's just say, you'll probably get one of them doing it that way. All right. Um, also, a quick note, Josh Allen should be ready to play uh, after the bye. The Bills are off this week. Matt Barkley can go to the Hall of Fame after his performance against the Jets on Sunday. Um, you ask me every week for drop candidates. I still think Stafford and Dalton are, I mean, they're expendable. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going out of my way to drop them, but they're expendable. Yeah, I mean, at this point, when buys are essentially kind of going to be behind us uh, very, very soon, you don't need much more than your starter if he's a reliable guy. You know, carrying two quarterbacks into the playoffs. I guess there's a degree of risk carrying only one quarterback because you're not really protected in case of injury, and then you're making those weird lists like I just described every week. But, but yeah, at the same time, you don't really need to be carrying two quarterbacks. kind of hampers your ability and your, and your roster flexibility, especially if there's no transaction fees or that type of thing. All right, let's go to running backs. Uh, last week we talked about Ito. The Falcons fell on their faces a bit. Did Ito score a touchdown, though? Um, I don't think he did. I think the Tevin Coleman got the touches of note. Ito only carried four times for 11 yards. He did catch four passes for 15 yards, so a little bit of PPR solace. Yeah, and I'm okay with still rostering him for the rest of the year. I mean, I don't think the Falcons are going to fall on their face like this too often. I and agree. when they when, when they lead games, he's still going to be someone. When when they're ahead in games, he'll probably be closer to a split with Coleman as opposed to what it was. You know, this where the this week where they were trying to play catch up in this just kind of strange game. All right, interesting note. Um, looking at Ito's upcoming upcoming schedule next three weeks. Against the Cowboys, eighth against opposing fantasy running backs, the Saints, which who rank fourth, and the Ravens, who rank second. So not. Don't you love those redesigned game logs on I Rotowire? Love, I love they're, that. They're insane. Those guys did an amazing job with that. You can just look ahead and pick standard PPR, half PPR, and all in all the daily sites. It's just a, it's a thing of beauty. And and the other stuff, the advanced NFL stats stuff, 
where guys rank and whether they're above average or below average or whatever. It's really just mm-hmm. they're awesome. I mean, things like yards after contact that you used to have, and I mean, you know, positive run percentage, touches per game, all these kinds of things that you used to have to pick off from five, six different sources. We finally got it in one spot for you. So shameless plug there, but it, it's it's awesome. It's helpful. Tremendous job, everybody. Um, so with the buys, we have there's we don't have great options here two guys you want to mention derrick henry is 48 percent owned he's yeah, still that, he's still probably sort of second fiddle behind uh deon lewis but he really produced on sunday yeah i mean he had the two touchdown game sunday and the thing that uh actually stands out to me he's up to 49 percent now since i typed that in last night uh it was last year it was in the second half it was in like the final five six games that derrick henry really came on and, you know, again, maybe it's just a gut feeling. Maybe I'm going too intangible based on this. But, I mean, if you remember, people were using as early as fifth, sixth round picks on him. Sometimes earlier. I mean, I, I guess I saw him in the fourth in a couple ones. And there's a reason for that because he finished so strong. And people thought, well, Deion Lewis can't really take the job. And I guess he'll still be second fiddle to Deion Lewis. But that ownership percentage is a little too low for me. I was one of the unlucky people that drafted him still happened to be in first place in that league. I got around that, but, and of course he sat on my bench this past week because I didn't see it coming, but there, I think there's a run coming here and that ownership percentage is, is low enough that it was worth noting. Okay. Um, the next guy up, Chris Carson on the Seahawks. So, sorry, not Chris Carson, the other guys on the Seahawks. So Chris Carson didn't play. was a, was a game time decision was held out on Sunday he was limited at practice on Monday, but Pete Carroll says that Carson will be ready for Thursday night's game against the Packers. So, Ooh, okay, now that Mike, changes things. Yeah, I Mike might Davis, not, I might have missed that when running this through last night. Mike Davis was fifty-two percent is fifty-two percent owned. Rashad Penny is sixteen percent owned on Yahoo. The did the snap share. Davis got thirty-nine. Penny got twenty-seven. But Penny ran very well on Sunday. However, Carson comes back. And it's now a three-man quagmire, which makes me say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You'll see a lot of uh, industry folks all over Rashard Penny this year or this week just because he's someone that was touted quite a bit early on in the season. And then, oh, now he finally has a 100-yard game. You should go pick him up. You know, when, of course, everyone thinks it's the Mike Davis week. It turns out to be the Rashad Penny week. Now, yeah, now we're going to have a three-headed monster. So I guess these guys fall into spec ads at this point because – I mean, remember, Chris Carson, of course, was act- inactive this week, but the week before against the Chargers, he was active. And then after how many snaps would we have? Ten offensive snaps. He re-injured, he re-injured his, his hip and had to sit the rest of the game. So at least we know there's some degree of re-injury risk here. So, they're, I mean, if you were carrying dead weight on your bench, maybe some of these guys are speculative and they're worth a mention. But the, the Carson being back news just really gums up the works for me enough to want to avoid this situation if I don't have dead weight on my bench. It really does. I mean, as much as we want, the, we, we've talked a lot about this this season, that everybody sort of wants the Rashad Penny thing to happen. And the logic in the summer was, come on, they drafted. I don't care what they're saying about Chris Carson. Penny got drafted in the first round. There's a reason. And they wouldn't draft a guy in the first round to sit him behind Chris Carson. Well, they have, and I think they'll continue to. I mean, they might make it more, you know, keep it as some sort of committee, but I, I don't think that, We've seen from the Seahawks, let's say, that Rashad Penny's pedigree doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Carroll seems uh, maybe that's a college coach and wants to reward the upperclassmen. You know, he uh, he seems to stick to Chris Carson as long as he's around, and that's okay for my stake league team, but not okay to all those Penny spec ad owners. 
All right. Um, the other one I want to mention, Josh Adams has run well in limited duty in the last two games for the Eagles. And I hate trying to decipher a three-man situation. But Doug Peterson said Monday that Adams is going to get more carries moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes things that makes things interesting for me at least. Yeah, he's fourteen uh, percent owned on Yahoo right now. I mean, he's got a tough matchup against the Saints this week, mm-hmm. but I think this is uh, he, he's he's an he's an, another one. It's a speculate. You're not going to start him this week if you have if you get him. Exactly. I mean, we we just talked about the whole Seattle situation where we have three guys that are viable for carries. We think we know who the leader is going to be, but then you know injury and game flow is going to affect all of these on a week to week basis. I mean. Yeah, I could see Josh Adams, you know, the 6.7 yards of carries is nice and all. But I, like like you said, I mean, if, 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 you're, if you're picking him up, I'm not really starting him. So I almost go more speculative with my ads if I have that dead weight on my roster just because I know I'm not picking him up and sticking him in the starting lineup. All right, who's your top three? Top three, I mean, okay, I guess Derrick Henry can't really count. I mean, 48, 49%, that's kind of cheap. So I, I did have him number one. but uh, and, Well, and then I had Penny number two going into this. The whole Carson thing gums up the work significantly for me. But I, I don't know. I guess I'll say Henry, Penny, and then and then I threw on Malcolm Brown there just because of the ownership. And, again, if you're looking for a spec ad, he's probably the best handcuff to own, I would say. Okay. The other – speaking of handcuffs – you know, I guess the the guys that that I'm looking at here. I mean, Brown's one, Jalen Samuels is one, Chase Edmonds is one. Those are big ones. Those are the three biggest mm-hmm. ones. Maybe Spencer Ware, if you're into yeah. that thing. I put you see Spencer Ware made my list of guys that you want to watch, and I put Rod Smith on there too for Ezekiel Elliott. But the thing is, is We've been down this route Smith road last year yep. when Zeke was on again, off again, suspended, and there wasn't a whole lot there. And you could argue that the offensive line being less healthy is not in as good of a situation as they were for Rod Smith last year. So Rod Smith's kind of a volume guy, but I almost think they would look for someone on the practice squad or the waiver wire to split carries with him. So maybe he doesn't quite fit into that conversation. Spencer, where it does, he even vultured that touchdown on Sunday. He did. Um, Drop candidates. Uh, you mentioned TJ Yeldon in your notes. I'm going to add Carlos Hyde onto me. Fournette got 29 touches. That's his backfield. The, these other guys are handcuffs now. This is not. This is not a. Hey, let's keep Fournette fresh by using Carlos Hyde. Sometimes it's like Carlos Hyde, take a seat, and we'll tell you if we need you. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. I mean, like, holding on to these guys is thinking, okay, maybe Fournette re-aggravate, not really work, aggravates that hamstring injury at some point again. Uh, but I think that they did, took it pretty cautious and held him out longer than maybe they even needed to just to be sure he doesn't aggravate that injury. So, yeah, those guys are on my drop list for sure. All right. Um, other guys here. Smallwood, I think. I think with the Adams news, Smallwood is kind of a. I mean, Corey Clement, you were kind of holding for different reasons, probably. Mm-hmm. That you might, yeah. maybe he catches the ball a little bit in some games. So we'll yeah. keep him. Clement, I was holding because I didn't really see the Josh Adams situation coming to fruition. Smallwood, we know as soon as he makes the drop list, he's going to have like 80 yards receiving next week. He's always got that potential, but uh, you're 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 in a tough spot if you're counting on that and using him in your lineup. I think um, another guy kind of high on the ownership scale, Eckler. I think it's time. I mean, unless you're, you're, you're basically – he's a handcuff. He's like the other guys now. He's a handcuff. He was a guy who <laughs> was getting some time even with Melvin Gordon there, and now he's not. He's not getting the ball. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, I mean, on the handcuff lift list, he probably goes below Malcolm Brown. He's right there with the Edmonds and Spencer Ware, I suppose. Yeah, I think I agree with you. All right, wide receivers. Uh, last week, we talked uh, Valdez Scantling. What do you go? Six for 44, which is not, it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. It was the Aaron Jones week in Green Bay, so they were able to run the ball a lot and be successful in that manner. Rodgers threw the ball 28 times still, and you know that's pretty much the low end of what we're going to see from them. But yeah, I mean, if Valdez Scantling is somehow out there, or if uh, someone dropped him after he didn't have a great week for them, put him on your team, please. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Um, Maurice Harris didn't have as good a week as the week before. He had about half the week he had the week before, but PPR, you know, 10 PPR points, not awful again. Uh... Josh Reynolds is the big one. Cooper Cup's ACL out for the year. Uh, Josh, mm-hmm. When Cup was hurt earlier, Josh Reynolds was on the field all the time, but did not get many looks from Jared Goff. Why should we expect that things might be different? Yeah, this is one of this is one of opportunity. Now uh, you're right; he didn't get a whole lot of looks from Jared Goff during that stretch. There was a four game stretch where he was on the field for over 50 snaps a game. Uh, most of those not so fantasy productive. Even had a negative week if it's a non PPR format. But then week eight against the Packers, he scored two touchdowns. So he's there. I mean, the Rams are a little weird with their targets behind Woods and Cooks now, who are obviously one two because I believe each of their tight ends got a touchdown this week. Uh, which was a little bit interesting. But I think they factor Reynolds into the game plan a little bit more, and he's going to be on the field. And that opportunity is where you start when you're looking to kind of add players. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I mean, a third receiver on the Rams, even though we have some reason to be skeptical, I I think I'm in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a handful of offenses like that. They're one of them for sure. Yep. Um, do Do you have Josh Dotson here again? Dude, I can't help myself. He, he I really can't. Jo- we were, I he problem. and I were joking yesterday. It was his joke, by the way, that you were going to talk about Josh Doxson today. Dude, I, I, I have a serious problem. I don't know what it is, what, <laughs> what I felt. Maybe I like I, – there's some like flash of memory where I watched like one of his TCU games and was just like, wow, kind of like I was with Corey Davis. Uh, but, I mean, the guy's got the pedigree. I hate that Alex Smith is throwing in the ball. That gives me a little bit of concern. I'd love this pick if Kirk Cousins were still throwing in the ball, for example. But – I mean, what, what do we have here? Five weeks in a row with five or more targets. Physically, he's awesome. Got that draft pedigree, and he scored a touchdown this past week. Tougher matchups ahead. I'll give him that. But, I mean, would you rather take a chance on Josh Jackson breaking out in the second half or go to one of these mediocre guys like a Dante Moncrief or a Zay Jones or an Anthony Miller or even like a Devontae Parker? I mean, I guess that's the decision that owners have to make. I would, I would, rather, go to, I would rather take my shot at Josh Reynolds. Than Josh oh, Doxson. Yeah. yeah, I definitely rank Reynolds ahead of Doxson in terms of wide receiver rankings this year. Reynolds is 
even though he hasn't been super productive outside of that one game, he's making a case for the top ad this week, especially with some of those running backs being very fringy with our, our threshold here this week. But uh, yeah, Reynolds is up there. And then after that, it starts to get a little bit, uh, it gets a little bit tougher, but there were some decent stat lines from, uh, from week uh, 10 here that might be worth noting. All right. By the way, I was going to bring up Jameson Crowder, who was a game time decision and then got downgraded to out. However, so the news on Jameson Crowder is got an ankle injury. Isn't ex- is scheduled for an MRI this week and isn't expected to practice any sooner than Thursday. That's per NBC Sports Washington, and this is on his RotoWire player page. I mean, um, why haven't they IR'd him by now? Yeah, <laughs> That's this, the thing. He's he hasn't played since week five. This took a bad turn in the last couple of days with Jameson Crowder. So I was gonna think that well, hey, if he comes back, he eats into Doxon's work, but nope. So forget mm-hmm. forget about him until further notice. The guy, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't have higher. Like you mentioned Moncrief, you mentioned Zay Jones. I I don't want to go there I, I think the Jags are still too sketchy even though they they, they seem to have marginalized Keelan Cole that's the guy who I think's out of the picture I think I thought it was too crowded before but Moncrief still the, the volume's not huge he did get that touchdown Zay Jones I'm not going after a guy in that bad of an offense Anthony Miller's the guy I want to talk about Ooh, he's yep. they've been throwing downfield to him he's last three games actually last four games target seven seven six six this week he had the big one. They're throwing downfield to him a decent amount. Who can you bear with me while I find a tweet from somebody? Every, mm-hmm. I love doing that. I always say, "Everybody hold, please," while I look for something on the computer and you sit and listen to dead air. It's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about the Bears' receiving situation. They got Allen Robinson back. That was that was big for them, and that's part of the reason why he wasn't like up top with some of those other guys for me when I made the list. But like we saw a couple weeks back that Anthony Miller's clearly overtaken Kevin White. They seem to have, have moved on from Kevin White essentially. He's still, I would say, behind Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel on the depth chart. But I mean, like you're, you're right. They are throwing uh, downfield targets. Uh, you know, he has a decent amount of, um, I mean, he, we mentioned those advanced stats. You look at air yards per game. He's got 58.1. So that, that that's in the green on his player page for sure. I mean, he he's he's in there, and it's just a little bit too boomer bust for me. But I mean, he scored every other week since the buy, so that's definitely worth noting. Um, it's the tweet I was going to mention is from JJ Zacharyson from uh, from Number Fire, who has been on the podcast with us before. Uh, this is from last night. Quote: Anthony Miller has twelve targets of fifteen plus air yards over the last four weeks. That is sixth most in the league. So. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's interesting. It's, yeah. it's a guy, I wouldn't rank him super duper high um, on a free agent situation. I think I want to, I think I've got him. I think I have him first. Think just, you got him first? I think I got him first ahead of Reynolds and Doxon. You might have talked me into knocking him into my top three. I was going to use, I was going to go Reynolds, Doxon, Moncrief. Uh, again, we know what Moncrief is and that's pretty boomer bust, but the whole, the air yards, I mean, Average depth of target for Miller is 11.3 yards. That's pretty good. I guess for me, it's going to kind of, it, this is one of those situations where I'm going to look at my matchup. I'm going to look at the projection ahead of time and I'm going to decide based on that. If I'm projected to win by, let's say, five or less points and it's going to be a really tight matchup, I might go with Moncrief and get what seems to be a little bit safer target volume that might not be as big play dependent. If I'm down by, if I'm projected to lose by 15, 20 points and I need some big guys to come up, then I might be more likely to lean Miller because I see there's big game potential there, but he could also give you a two for 35 game. So, okay, that's why. All right. Um, 
Brandon Marshall, though. Mm, mm. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, it's a line item. <laughs> yeah, it's a line item is right. All right. Um, yeah. Drop people. Cop, obviously. Jordy, mm-hmm. ready? Pull the plug. Yeah, I mean, that offense is just so horrible that there maybe isn't room for anybody. Randall Cobb, you pulling the plug? You could. You could. Yeah, you could. If if you're if you're anything deeper than 12, it would be tough to do so cuz he'll come I would assume he'll come back eventually, but I don't know, they're starting that whole Packers situation. I'm not entirely sure what's going on there with him. The the health isn't he isn't great. He didn't participate on practice Monday, so he's got a short week. So you're looking at probably not starting him against Seattle on Thursday anyway. Then he's got at Minnesota the next week. So it's a very tough two-game stretch if he's even back. Um, I mean, the fantasy playoffs is okay. He's got Atlanta, Chicago, the Jets. So there, there are numbers there. And he, you know, we saw week one, basically, that he can still have a good game. But then he hasn't since then. So, uh, yeah, he can make the drop list for me. All right. Uh, I would also not yell at you if you dropped either Williams on the Chargers. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I know Mike Williams scored two touchdowns in in week seven, week seven, week nine. He's he's literally got ten targets in his last four games. He hasn't yeah. gone over four targets in six or seven weeks. Just yeah. If, if, if I look at that, I I see it as a uh, buy low. Well, it might be a little tougher to buy low on Keenan Allen after he found the end zone this past week. But I mean, Keenan Allen should be treated like one of the one of the top receivers. I would think. Yep. Tight ends. Uh, last week we talked about <laughs> we talked about Doyle and and Ebron just killed him. So Ebron was on the field for what seventeen snaps, I think. Mm-hmm. Here, here's yeah, three the, of those were touchdowns. We <laughs> talked about this yesterday, Derek and uh, Tim and me. That it sounds weird to think that you could sell high on Ebron, but I think he's literally the the number three or four fantasy tight end for the season. Mm-hmm. He is. He had a nice twenty eight PPR points on my bench this week. But he he was on he he barely played the last two weeks since Doyle's been back, his snap count has been seventeen and twenty one, so he gets a running touchdown, and then he goes three for sixty nine and two. I mean, anyone who thinks he's an elite tight end, go trade him to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy that had draft pedigree at one point, but never got it together with Detroit. Had some drop problems. They eventually decided to move on with him, and now he's got almost twice as many touchdowns as he had in any other season. And he's well on his way to career highs and other marks. Now, when you're looking for a volume, move the chains guy. It's definitely still Doyle. I mean, there's no question there, yeah. but uh, I mean, maybe Ebron's not on the drop list, I guess. No, I, I, sell, I mean, sell high if you can. Tight end is so bad that I think Ebron's a top 12, but mm-hmm. if someone thinks he's really top three or four, and saying, oh, I really need a tight end for my playoff push. Let me trade something good for Eric Ebron. Yeah, if you have Eric yeah, Ebron, yeah. go for it. Yeah, if you're if you're in an office league with someone that's maybe just looking at the box scores and you describe that perfect situation that's like, oh, man, my, I just don't have a tight end and I, I'm worried about what's going to happen with Gronk or I've been plugging and playing nonsense all year, but the rest of my team's good. Yeah, see what, see what you can get for him. That would be an, an excellent sell-high candidate. All right. Uh, we also talked about Chris Herndon, who got another three for thirty-four. Um, John Smith scored on the uh, on that little. It was a goal line play, basically, mm-hmm. from Mariota. Um, Ricky Seals Jones. I was excited about him early in the season. I and I lost hope, but it's. Let me look at his numbers real quick. I know he had nine targets, like you mentioned. So yeah, he he's he's on the field a lot. And the last two games, the two left which games, he's on the field forty-eight and forty-six snaps. Um, last week, five for fifty-one. 
it's again be, just because the position is such a dumpster fire he's he's in consideration mm-hmm. yeah i i would say that's fair i just he's still i mean he's still behind fitzgerald and probably kirk i don't know kirk had six targets this week that's going to be a little back and forth all year and then there's the quarterback play that's concerning of course so okay he he's an option he's an option given there's six teams on by and the position has just got awful so the other guy i want to mention is gerald everett from the rams he he doesn't play a ton the thing is he caught a touchdown this week he and higby Higby plays more than him, but Higby plays to block. Everett plays to catch passes. Now, he's only on the field for, I mean, less than 20 snaps a game most of the time. But I wonder, I'm looking at the week seven and eight when Cup was out, he still he only got one catch each. I don't know. I'm reaching. Because I drafted him in some deep leagues before the year. But mm-hmm. with Cup out, I wonder if things maybe change a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no question that I'd be – I'd be looking to add Josh Reynolds for like if I'm looking to fill a flex spots, I'm looking at Josh Reynolds before I roll the dice on one of these tight ends. But if you need a plug and play tight end, um, this could be it could be worth rolling the dice. I mean, again, that could be another matchup situation like I described earlier. You, you need to make sure you get six points from your tight end, then then maybe go with someone like Herndon. But if you're looking for a better chance of maybe getting like 15 points, and I mean the Chiefs are 23rd against tight ends. And then you have a buy after that, so you can always dump him after that if he doesn't do anything against the Chiefs. So maybe try the good matchup, see if uh, they restructure things a little bit to you know help accommodate the loss of Cup more. Um, I see where you're coming from here. That's actually not a bad suggestion, and I could see going with that. I mean, it's a it's a reach, but it's a it it there, there's the logic there's, there's logic there. Yeah, yeah. The the other uh, so if if you two guys under twenty percent ownership, Herndon and and Seals Jones. Oh no, the Jets are off. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it for the rest of the season. You're not picking for the rest of the season. You're streaming tight ends. I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm withdrawing the question, counselor. Forget that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. All right. Um, streaming defenses. There's not a lot here. Uh, the Cardinals against the Rams. The Cardinals are a four point favorite. Last I checked, the over under somewhere forty and a half, forty one, whatever it is. It's against the Raiders, not the Rams. I think the so. Raiders. The, thank you. That that makes quite the difference. It's quite a difference. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about my boxes being checked? I mean, they're the home team, uh, over under 41. Raiders are pathetic. Um, Cardinals would seem to be the chalk defense call this week. I think DFS will price them appropriately. Um, and you might actually have to spend a dollar of fab money if you want to get them because, again, they're the chalk one that everybody's going to look at the schedule and be like, mm, that one. They're 18% owned, for those who are interested, on Yahoo. Um, the The other one... You said to check to see if anyone dropped the Ravens or the Texans during the buy. I'm looking at ownership percentages. The Ravens are 56% owned, so definitely worth looking. Texans are 75% owned, so a little yeah. a little higher, but both, yeah, Unlikely. worth looking. I agree with you. Unlikely, but type the name in. If you're already there to pick up a defense, type the name in because yep. it's worth a look because those are two that if you add them to your team this week, uh, you don't have to worry about streaming defenses anymore because they're two of the better ones. All right, the other thing, I, we've, we've run into situations recently where I think you and I have talked before about you look and you think, oh, this is the perfect matchup against quarterback X, and then the game gets played and doesn't work. You go, oh, right, the defense is terrible. That's why it didn't work. That happened with the Raiders against Nick Mullins. That happened with the Jets against Matt Barkley. Um, it doesn't yep. always happen. Sometimes, it's logical sometimes. It's just it doesn't always work, right? I still think that the, the thought process is generally okay. Now, 
similar if Lamar Jackson or RG3 started for the Ravens with the terrible Bengals defense being consideration for you at 10% ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got this circular objects logic right here because way at the beginning of the show, we we're just like, okay, got to pick up Lamar Jackson. He's one of the top quarterbacks yep. this week. Yep, and then we come back down to the bottom. There's a reason the Bengals were the last one mentioned on my list. <laughs> but if if you miss Fab this week, you get too excited about college basketball tonight, and you miss Fab this week, and you have to pick one up for nothing tomorrow morning. Uh, the the Bengals might be one option potentially worth looking at. I mean. They were so bad this past week, so chances are people in your league are going to be like, nope, not touching that situation. Yeah. Uh-uh, no thanks. Done. Um, so that's one, and uh, maybe another one that I've seen thrown around a few times. You could talk about the Colts just because they're home, but they get Marcus Mariota, and I think Marcus Mariota's trajectory is heading upwards as opposed to downwards as he continues to get healthier. So... I mean, the Colt, I've thought about putting the Colts on my list, but I thought about the Marcus Mariota discussion we're going to have and decided to leave them off. But, I mean, Colts or Bengals are both just kind of garbage streamers if you really need one this week. And, and I think you mentioned that logic about Lamar Jackson. Look, I think Lamar Jackson's – there's, a, there's a, a, lot, a lot of promise because of his running ability. But for me, I, mean, I think Lamar Jackson's likely game – is let's say if I, if I had to throw an imaginary stat line out, okay, he throws for 175 yards with a touchdown. He runs for 50 yards with a touchdown. Great. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Heck yeah. He might throw a pick six. That's okay yeah, with exactly. me as a Lamar Jackson owner. I, that's, mm-hmm. that's baked into the, you know, the process. Yeah. Most leagues aren't deducting for that. I mean, there's, there's a decent enough chance here given just, you know, the, the, the situation that Lamar Jackson gets 20 fantasy points, the Bengals' defense get 20 fantasy points, and we're all right throughout the totally show. Totally possible, it, yes, I it, agree. it could definitely happen because, you know, 99.9% of leagues aren't deducting you for a pick six or, or a fumble, or maybe he doesn't, you know, he's trying to stand in the pocket where he's uncomfortable. He gets kind of blindsided, fumbles the football. That's very possible, too. And, you know, maybe he has to make up for it by throwing a little more in the second half, or, or and then you got, you know, I would say at least a five, six point floor just from rushing if he plays the entire game. So uh, it's entirely plausible. I'm glad you mentioned that, that both situations occur and, and both are productive. All right, Jake, what else you got going on? I mentioned a big night for college basketball. We're trying new things every day. We're winning, we're winning money here. Our, our guys in our discord are, are enjoying themselves. I mean, this is a sport where, I mean, it has sharks just like any other big sport, but this is a game that can be beat, whether you're using the numbers or the uh, or, or just the insight that we provide here. So definitely worth, uh, you know, we talk about the NFL player pages. We've always got cool new stuff going on on rotowire.com. But as good a time as any to go to rotowire.com slash pod, get your free 10-day trial. I mean, we have guys that, you know, don't know nothing about the names on college basketball and are winning money using the optimizers and using some of our cheat sheets. So definitely worth a look. And, uh, yeah, that's been the biggest thing. So outside of taking a couple hours to sit down work on this pod it was actually very relaxing to get a, a slight break from college basketball but i'm gonna be right back at it after this and and hopefully helping our guys continue to win some cash i know one name zion williamson that's a name i know 
Wow, that's the name everybody knows, but uh, yeah. R.J. Barrett's going to get picked first in the draft. R.J. Barrett's the one that's going to go before him. Everyone's just uh, infatuated with Zion Williamson because of the tremendous physical attributes, and, and and rightfully so. He's amazing to watch, man. They really did Army dirty by giving him Duke on Veterans Day. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. All right, um, everybody, listeners to the podcast, get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Take a look now, rotowire.com slash pod. Folks, if you like the podcast, leave a review and a rating wherever you're listening. We'd appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Derek and I will be here on Thursday with our game-by-game preview of Week 11. I'm sure he will complain about the Packers, so be sure to tune in then. For Jake Latarski, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.